Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to yet another episode of the Periodical Podcast, where my incredible co-host and I are going to be further discussing this week's periodical that I released this past Wednesday, actually St. Patrick's Day, March the 17th. As many of you know by now, I'm your host Kevin, along with the incredibly talented Tavis Killian. Oh, you shouldn't have. And today we're going to be discussing Wyoming's battle against the temporary drilling moratorium and indefinite federal leasing ban enacted by the Biden administration a few short months ago. Let's get into chatting about why hundreds of Wyoming workers and companies that are involved in oil and gas exploration and development are getting pretty uneasy as time moves on. As many of you know, during President Joe Biden's first two months in the Oval Office, he has taken sweeping action on the global pandemic, the economy, and climate change. But many of his actions were initiated during his first few days in office. As discussed in previous Rare Petro releases, the Biden administration's moratorium on all new drilling permits on federal lands for 60 days and his executive order banning all leasing of federal land indefinitely will hurt the economies of a number of U.S. states, especially the nation's second largest fuel provider, Wyoming. As a result, Wyoming Governor Mark Gordon has requested a waiver for Wyoming from federal drilling restrictions enacted by President Joe Biden's administration and is a move supported by Wyoming political leaders and industry groups. They fear the economic fallout from what is applauded by conservationists, hoping to see the system reformed. With the temporary drilling moratorium set to expire March 21st, Wyoming has announced that they will push back against federal regulations brought by the Biden administration that hinder development of fossil fuels and other resources. Now, just one moment. Before diving into the various actions taken by the Biden administration to hinder further development of fossil fuels in Wyoming, well, and across the United States, let's first wind back the clocks to the end of President Donald Trump's tenure in the White House. Just a few days before the new year, U.S. officials approved a 5,000-well Converse County oil and gas project that spread across more than 2,300 square miles in eastern Wyoming. Five major oil and gas companies proposed the development between Glenrock and Douglas that has stirred concerns over its massive size and plans to drill year-round. Approval from the BLM finalized the development plan, although actual construction will require separate approvals. Regardless, federal officials say that the new field could create more than 8,000 jobs in between $18 and $28 billion in revenue. After nearly a decade of environmental review resulting in thousands of pages of documentation, the BLM determined the project could move forward, but that progress is in jeopardy. On Inauguration Day, January 20th, the Department of the Interior issued a 60-day moratorium on federal leases and drilling permits, but those actions were taken a step further with Executive Order 13990, signed by President Biden on January 27th that extended the ban on all federal leasing activities indefinitely, pending completion of a comprehensive review and reconsideration of federal oil and gas permitting and leasing practices by the Secretary of the Interior. The announcement quickly drew pushback from Wyoming's three federal delegates, who subsequently introduced bills that would require congressional approval before such a moratorium could be implemented. Their biggest concern? The revenue oil and gas development brings to the state, revenue that has already been jeopardized by the actions of the Biden administration. The Bureau of Land Management, a branch of the Interior, auctions parcels of federal land to oil and gas companies for mineral development four times a year in the state of Wyoming. The fate of Wyoming's upcoming first quarter sale in March was in question, until February 12th when the administration stopped the half-million-acre Wyoming oil and gas lease sale. The BLM had scheduled the first quarter 2021 sale of developmental rights on 383 parcels of federal land for March 15th 
after deciding the sale would not significantly affect the rate of change in the environment. Last year, the first quarter sale brought in 3.4 million after energy companies leased 75 parcels covering just over 71,000 acres, less than a sixth of the acreage that had been proposed for the March 2021 sale. Wyoming received about half the sales proceeds and will also get a share of future production royalties if production ever occurs. With the Converse County oil and gas project in limbo due to drilling restrictions and the BLM lease sale postponed, the concerns over the effect Biden's actions might have on the states has now come to fruition. Wyoming has now missed out on a multi-million dollar sale that would have supported much-needed state revenue and will potentially miss out on an economy-altering energy project. Now, obviously, Biden's actions could have wide-ranging consequences for fossil fuel-dependent states, but especially in Wyoming. So in the United States, only about 10% of oil and gas production nationwide occurs on federal lands. But in the Cowboy State, about 51% of its oil productions is from federal minerals, along with an overwhelming 92% of natural gas production. As a result, the state has come to deeply rely on oil and gas production for revenue, especially as money from coal production disappears. Fossil fuel production from federal minerals provides significant tax revenue to Wyoming. This revenue comes from severance taxes, ad valorem taxes, federal royalty payments, and lease payments. But in addition, oil and gas companies must pay property taxes as well as sales and use taxes. These payments fund the bulk of public education, infrastructure, local and state governments, and many more things. Quote, the president's decision to halt federal leasing on oil and gas under the guise of a pause is beyond misguided, Governor Mark Gordon said in a statement. The lost jobs and the revenue caused by his actions inhibit Wyoming's ability to invest in CO2 capture and likewise the ability of the oil and gas industry to contribute to these projects. In the longer run, Wyoming may find itself with no choice but to increase the cost of doing business on other energy sources just to balance our budget, end quote. Many agree with Gordon and hold a view that the moratorium on new federal oil and gas authorizations has severe implications that devastate the state of Wyoming's revenue in the near term with the potential to spell a long-term blow for the state's economic well-being. A large portion of their concern is the massive presence of the coal industry in Wyoming. As the nation has slowly been phasing out coal from the energy mix, Wyoming has been forced to do the same. But the leaders of Wyoming still believe in an all-of-the-above approach to energy, which includes both traditional energy sources as well as renewables. As Wyoming is still the highest producer of coal in the United States, transitioning away from all fossil fuels for Wyoming would spell economic disaster. Part of the state's new approach for a waiver from federal drilling restrictions is presenting Wyoming as a leader in energy development while highlighting the state's efforts to produce carbon capture and sequestration technology and to regulate methane emissions and sage-grouse protections. Without the much-needed fossil fuel revenue to advance carbon capture technologies, Wyoming will drag the rest of the nation down in its goals to reach net zero emissions in the power sector by 2035 as the nation still relies heavily on the energy that Wyoming currently produces. So many political leaders have come out against the pauses to oil and gas leasing on federal minerals, saying the economic consequences would be grave and the environmental returns far too small. But how grave would the economic implications be? Well, according to the Petroleum Association of Wyoming, a ban on federal leasing could devastate Wyoming's economy and upend their way of life since oil and gas contributed $1.6 billion in revenues to the state, including $740 million to public education, $28 million to higher education, and $132 million to local governments in 2019 alone. A state commission drilling ban impact report by a University of Wyoming energy economics professor 
further predicts production and investment losses in Wyoming, plus the loss of tax revenue, would amount to $640 billion through 2040. These are revenues the state cannot live without. In addition, the report finds Wyoming would lose 15,269 jobs a year in the first five years of a leasing moratorium, and leasing or drilling restrictions would have a spillover effect, potentially making extraction less attractive or efficient on nearby private or state lands. These staggering numbers paint a pretty bleak picture, but supporters of Biden's actions, like Dan Smitherman, the Wyoming state manager for the Wilderness Society, noted that, quote, over 90% of the revenue Wyoming reaps from federal oil and gas comes from royalties paid on production, which will not be impacted by pausing new leasing. Operators have plenty of opportunity to continue producing oil and gas during this pause, end quote. While this statement is certainly true in the near term, it becomes misguided into the future since oil and gas production require drilling to maintain production levels. While there is certainly a backlog of drilling permits and approved leases to keep operators in business in the near term, they will eventually run out if no new leases or drilling permits are approved. Though Wyoming may not feel pinched by an extended moratorium immediately, economists forecast that by 2023, the effect of a ban will become apparent. Luckily, the temporary moratorium on drilling permits is set to expire on March 21st, so it will be exciting to see where the Biden administration goes from there. All right, Tavis, there is a lot to unpack here, but let's start with this Converse County project. So federal officials say that this new field would create A, more than 8,000 jobs, and B, between 18 and $28 billion in revenue. And this was already a project that was approved by the BLM, but now because of these new drilling restrictions, it's kind of, like I said, in this limbo phase where we don't know if this project is going to be able to move forward. And I mean, boom, right there, 8,000 jobs and billions of dollars in revenue potentially lost to the state. Not only that, but look at their March lease sale. That one in Q1 of 2020 that you mentioned was a sixth of the size and only brought in $3.4 million. While that is a pretty significant amount of money for the local government, it's still definitely not enough to replace what happened in 2020, and it hurts those small to mid-cap producers who really rely on these auctions to get a little bit of land so they can still swing up with the heavy hitters and the super majors that are taking over most of the region. Yeah, absolutely. And talking about the region, so 51% of their oil production is on federal lands. 92% of that is from gas. I mean, that's incredible, which means severance taxes, ad valorem taxes, federal royalty payments, lease payments, sales taxes, use tax, all those they're going to pretty quickly disappear. I mean, it's a double whammy for both those lease sales and the royalties that are going to disappear. And these payments fund, like we said, the bulk of public education, infrastructure, and state and local governments. And those are just going to very slowly dwindle out. And that's a huge chunk of what Wyoming relies on. Yeah, a huge chunk. I mean, oil and natural gas contributed $1.6, almost $1.7 billion in revenues to the state, including $740 million to public education. That's public. That's public. 28 million to higher education and 132 million to local governments. That was just in 2019 when things were fine and dandy. But production and investment losses in Wyoming, plus, like you mentioned, that lost tax revenue would amount to 640 billion through 2040 if we stayed on the same track. So that's a loss equivalently of about 15,000 jobs a year in just the first five years. And that's just immediately what we see impacted. How does that affect the rest of the region? What other things can we not even predict? I get that Biden said he would support as many people as he could in all of these Western energy producing states, but how? What, with more stimulus? I mean, come on. Yeah, and and the other thing that I really want to touch on here quickly before we move on is the coal industry in Wyoming. So coal is huge in Wyoming, or, or at least it used to be. And as the nation is phasing out of coal, 
I'm not arguing that we need to continue our efforts towards coal, but as the nation slowly phases out of coal, Wyoming has had to do the same thing. But the problem is now they're more reliant on those oil and gas revenues because coal is coming down. But here's the thing. Those fossil fuel revenues, especially from oil and gas, are what's funding that carbon capture, storage, and utilization that Joe Biden is is so intent on keeping. So how can Wyoming keep up with these environmental initiatives that, that Biden is proposing if they're not even able to keep up with the revenues in the budget of their own state? All questions I wish we had the answers to. <laughs> in the wake of President Joe Biden's executive order imposing an indefinite pause on new oil and natural gas leasing on federal lands, Wyoming Governor Mark Gordon signed an executive order of his own 2021-01 on January 29th that directs Wyoming state agencies to examine the financial impacts of the president's ban on new sales of federal oil and gas leases, as well as the potential legal options available to the state. The basis of Gordon's actions lie in his argument that Biden's actions will cause immediate and considerable harm to the state of Wyoming, including to the critical services upon which Wyoming residents depend. In addition, he has asked the court system to lift the moratorium immediately and expects other states adversely affected by this moratorium will join in this litigation. When asked about what the state legislature can do to boost his office's efforts, Gordon said legislators could pass a joint resolution to the Biden administration and Congress expressing concern about the actions of the order. Actions he believes shows that traditional Wyoming energy industries are being targeted by climate-only activists. But Governor Gordon's actions did not stop there. So right after Governor Gordon requested a waiver from federal drilling restrictions, he held a meeting with the Republican Governors Association in order to find ways to resist the regulatory changes at his state's level. Since Wyoming Representative Chuck Gray from Casper said he, quote, wanted a tea to green strategy that is constructed in the most intelligent way to say, we're not going to implement those in the state of Wyoming. What do you think, Tavis? Do you think he needs more help at the state level? Oh, not at all. But he could use a hand at the national level, and that's where this meeting comes into place. So, in fact, the meeting was incredibly successful, and the association ended up sending a letter to President Biden urging him to withdraw his executive order pausing new federal leases for oil and gas development, and it was a move many state leaders say would devastate Wyoming's economy. The letter was co-signed by 16 Republican governors in other states, so 17 including Wyoming, which called the January 27th decision and lack of consultation with affected states by the Biden administration alarming, saying it showed a disregard for the citizens we serve by threatening jobs in energy-producing states and potentially increasing customer costs by an estimated $1.7 billion. The group had a simple argument. To meet customer demand and stabilize our electric grid, we depend on energy produced on private land and public land, both. As the letter reads, Simply put, the order jeopardizes our national security interests and strips away the opportunities for Americans to be energy independent. While Wyoming leadership is clearly fighting hard for continued oil and gas development in their state, there are things going on against them that must be addressed if they're going to be taken seriously by the Biden administration. A 2018 report found that Wyoming was the largest single contributor of greenhouse gases from fossil fuels extracted from federal lands. The estimates for the decade between 2005 to 2014, granted a period before coal companies saw a significant loss of demand, showed that fossil fuels extracted from Wyoming were responsible for 57% of greenhouse gases emitted from oil and coal mined from federal lands nationwide. That is simply unacceptable. A single state cannot be responsible for over half the greenhouse gas emissions by fossil fuel extraction from federal lands nationwide, but that is understood by Governor Gordon. 
He has pledged the state will continue to advocate for the development of technology to capture carbon dioxide from coal-fired power plants, but needs a budget to do so. Luckily, Biden has proclaimed, Let me be clear. That includes helping revitalize the economies of coal, oil, and natural gas and power plant communities. We have to start creating good-paying jobs, capping those abandoned wells, and reclaiming mines. So, while further development of the oil and gas industry may be a far-fetched goal, it seems there will still be support to ensure a steady transition for energy workers. So, I love the fact that so many people came together to support their fellow neighbors. I mean, I just feel like that's one of the core values of the United States. You know, support yourself, support your neighbor. But I also think that Wyoming really needs to take a step back and realize that, okay, there really is an environmental issue for our fossil fuel extraction. Granted, is it all oil and gas? No. Is it all coal? No. It's the energy mix. And they really need to start working towards that if they're going to have a future of fossil fuels in that state. That being said, kind of like you mentioned there, they need a budget to do so. If you eliminate their state's budget from fossil fuels, they can't invest in these environmental policies that Joe Biden is really, really pushing for. But the thing is, for hundreds of Wyoming workers and companies involved in oil and gas exploration and development, the ripple effect of pausing new federal leases generates an enormous amount of fear and uncertainty. A state once prosperous on the income of all fossil fuels has gradually come to rely more and more on oil and gas production for revenue, especially as money from coal production dries up. Now, that income stream is threatened. The small glimmer of hope is the fact that the executive order places significant focus on creating good-paying union jobs to modernize the country's infrastructure and help the U.S. transition to renewable energy. To do so, the Biden administration plans to form an interagency group tasked with investing in communities relying on coal, oil, and natural gas as the country transitions to new carbon-free power sources. In other words, Biden has vowed to support communities like those in Wyoming most impacted by his actions. The problem is... Many in Wyoming and across the country feel that energy independence and domestic production of vital resources are central to the nation's security and, furthermore, prosperity. Those in Wyoming believe that banning new oil and gas and coal leases on federal lands and waters will do nothing to address climate change as energy producers will simply go elsewhere, likely out of state or overseas. Governor Gordon put it perfectly in an interview when he said, This misguided policy does nothing to reduce the demand or to improve environmental outcomes but rather increases reliance on foreign sources of energy not beholden to America's environmental, labor, or safety standards while increasing energy costs for consumers. Here's the thing. Wyoming is an energy-heavy state, and as the nation moves away from fossil fuels, Wyoming operators are going to take a huge blow. Unfortunately for many operators across the United States, especially those in Wyoming, the executive order will have a disproportionate impact on the state's small and mid-sized operators. Petroleum Association of Wyoming President Pete Obermuller noted, about 80% of the operators in Wyoming are small and mid-size, and they just don't have the capacity to have multi-year progress gathering leases and building core areas like some of the larger producers. If the ban is indefinite and there's no movement on that, you will see that the smaller mid-size operators have a much more difficult challenge ahead of them. Larger ones might be able to last for a little bit, but not much longer than that. Even though Joe Biden has vowed to fight for the little guys, his actions will do the opposite in places like Wyoming. Even though the state shares the president's goal for addressing climate change, marked by U.S. innovation and powered by American energy and skilled union workers, Biden's executive order seems to be a step backwards for both the nation's economic recovery and environmental progress 
as it threatens to cost thousands of jobs and much-needed revenue while increasing emissions by slowing the transition to cleaner fuels. But that is all we have to say about this situation. Please go to rarepetro.com where you can find other periodicals and plenty more information to keep yourself in the know. If you have something to say about this podcast or maybe there's something you want to have us research, please contact us at podcast at rarepetro.com and we will be sure to get back to you and who knows, maybe you'll learn a little something new and we can too. We're all about learning here, so subscribe to whatever you can from the Rare Petro Media Network. Like I said, this downturn, an opportunity. It seems like we're coming out of it and we want to come out strong. So thank you for joining us and until we see you next time, take care everybody. Have a great week. 